This is Fitness Overcomer, your source for information, knowledge, encouragement, and motivation on your fitness journey. Here's your host, Lenora Torell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Fitness Overcomers Podcast. I'm your host, Lenora Torell. Welcome to episode number 12. And I want to start off by thanking everyone for their continued support. It is very, very encouraging to see the increasing number of downloads every week. It just makes me feel good that my message is getting out there. So thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to tell your friends and family so they can learn too. All right, so I'm going to get right into today's topic. Today's topic is, are you really in a calorie deficit? I chose this topic because, you know, many times we're looking to lose weight slash fat and we're looking for the next best thing out there. We're looking for the diet pill, the next best product, when we have to stick with the fundamentals of weight loss. What is the main fundamental for weight loss? The fundamental truth is we have to be in a calorie deficit. There's no way around it. In order to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. What is a calorie? A calorie is a unit that measures energy. If your body doesn't get the calories it needs to perform all of its necessary functions, it will get its energy from stored fat. When our body burns the fat for energy, then you will lose weight. You can create this calorie deficit either by eating less, moving more, Or, to me, the best way is by a combination of the two, eating less and moving more. So let's discuss the eating less part. We're going to hang out here just for a little bit. Because most of us walk around thinking we are eating way less than we think. It's a fact. Studies have shown time and time again. People swore that they have a metabolism problem and they don't. Just eating way more than they think. So are we really in a calorie deficit? And is it on a consistent basis? Is that deficit just two days a week and then five days we're eating in a surplus how long are we in this deficit for how consistent are we i believe eating less and moving more these are the two areas that i think most of us fall short we think that we are eating way less than we actually are and i did a post about this on my facebook and instagram page where I spoke about a lot of times, a lot of us, we don't 
measure we've never measured our food so we don't know what a cup of rice looks like we don't know what a tablespoon of olive oil looks like we cannot eyeball food because we've never done it and we have this idea in our head what it should look like but we really don't know because we haven't done it and then for those of us who have done it sometimes we don't take into consideration the little things we're cooking in the kitchen we're making dinner we turn around we grab a handful of chips here we grab a handful of nuts there those nuts can be a hundred calories we're putting away the dishes after dinner and I know for me I did this a lot as a parent and I'm, I'm thinking oh I don't want this food to waste so I end up eating a couple of spoons or even more of the kids leftovers before putting the plates into the dishwasher because I didn't want the food to waste Oh, we've had a hard day at work. Oh, we're stressed. So we need two glasses of wine instead of a couple ounces of wine to calm us down. How many calories is that second glass of wine? You know, we don't think about all these things and all of these things add up. But then we would hear ourselves saying, Oh, how am I not losing weight? I'm only eating 1200 calories. But... Are we really eating 1200 calories? Hmm. If you're not losing weight, you are not in a calorie deficit. And whether you're doing that deficit by food or by moving more or combination of the two, there has to be a deficit. So the other way to create a calorie deficit that I mentioned earlier on is by moving more. So the number of calories our body needs each day will depend on, of course, our physical activity and our non-exercise physical movement. So if we increase our activity, then we're increasing the number of calories that our body needs. And therefore, if we keep our food constant, we are creating a deficit. Having said that, what do you think my next question is? You guessed it. How active are you really? This point actually ties in with my final point on being in a calorie deficit. Calculating how many calories you need to eat in order to be in a deficit. In some cases, you're not eating in a calorie deficit because simply what you calculated is probably your maintenance level or you're in a calorie surplus. So your calculations were incorrect and you're really eating what you calculated to eat, but what you calculated is not correct. So therefore, you're still not in a calorie deficit. And this is very easy to do if you are not estimating your activity level correctly because the calculators that are used to calculate your calorie deficit they ask for you to choose an activity level and most of us actually think that we're moving way more than we are and so we choose a higher activity level and therefore when your calories are calculated they're incorrect because you chose the wrong activity level and here's why 
Many of us, when we choose our activity level, we tend to go for active and very active. But what do these levels really mean? So in researching this, I came up with a couple different ways of calculating your activity level. One way was to not count your intentional exercise, but just by what job you do. For example, if you are sedentary, that means that you have a desk job. Like the active means that you're like a teacher or a salesman, you're on your feet. Active will be you have a job like a waitress, mailman, where you're spending most of your day doing physical activity. And then very active was like a bike messenger, carpenter, somewhere where you're doing more heavy physical activity. Then there was another school of thought that said that you had to include your intentional exercises. For example, sedentary was doing your regular activities. Like if you were, like before, you were a bank teller, you had a desk job and you're not really moving around much and you're doing less than 30 minutes a day of intentional exercise, you're considered sedentary. If, however, you were doing a job, something like a teacher or salesman, where for a good part of the day you're on your feet and you also added something like walking for 30 minutes or doing 15 to 20 minutes of vigorous activity, like a HIIT workout or some sort of vigorous activity, jogging, aerobics, anything like that, then you were considered lightly active. Active was an one hour and 45 minutes of walking at four miles per hour. That will burn about 470 to 580 calories or a more intense exercise like jogging for like 50 minutes or hit workout for 45 minutes. And then a good part of your day, you're doing some physical activity your job like if you were a mailman or waitress and you're just constantly going and then very active would be if you're walking for about four hours and 15 minutes at four miles per hour or you're doing two hours of jogging a day and in addition to that you spend most of your day doing heavy physical activity like a carpenter or like an athlete then you are considered very active so those were the two different schools of thought. One, just including your daily activities that you would do for work, apart from your regular things like food shopping or cleaning or watering the plants, things like that. And then the other school of thought was including the additional exercise that you do in addition to the type of job that you have and the basic activities you would do just daily living then I came across a way to calculate your activity level using your steps kind of like that one because it's a little bit easier a lot of us walk around with our Fitbits or some sort of way to track how many steps we do a day because a lot of times we can go and do a vigorous activity and then come and sit down for most of the day after that and we don't really get the steps in we become sanitary after we work out we compensated by relaxing after that and so we don't really burn as much calories as we think we burn. 
If you're using your steps to calculate your activity level, then sedentary would be less than 5,000 steps per day. Low activity would be 5,000 to 7,499 steps per day. And somewhat active would be 7,500 to 9,999 steps per day. Active would be 10,000 steps per day and highly active would be more than 12,500 steps. I like this one better, the steps, because times when I am doing editing with my videos on a weekend, I can have like a great workout and then I get roughly about 4,000 steps or so within that workout. But then I'm sitting on my butt in front of a computer for most of the day. Before I know it, I look at my tracker and it's only saying that I've done only 6,000 steps for the day. I felt like I worked out and I burned so much calories, but really, did I burn? I mean, you have the afterburn effect with your exercise, but apart from that, how much did I burn or did I compensate by sitting down for most of the day after I worked out? So to me, looking at the steps, it's a more reliable form. I also wanted to bring up the point that these different apps like MyFitnessPal, they're great, 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 great for tracking how many calories you're eating. So keeping track of your calorie count but they're not that great for if you're tracking your exercise as well. Apps like MyFitnessPal tend to overestimate the amount of calories you're burning in a certain exercise by 10 to 25%. It overestimates by that much. So you may not actually be burning as much. So I would recommend do not enter your exercise in your MyFitnessPal or your diet tracker app. Use that just for tracking how many calories you've eaten because they tend to overestimate how many calories you burn with a particular exercise because you can put in that you did 45 minutes of HIIT workout and it can say you burned 600 calories and when in fact you probably just burned 300 calories and those extra 300 calories that they overestimated could be very detrimental to your weight loss program. It can put you into a surplus. So when I tracked with my fitness pal, I never included my exercise. I only used it for tracking my food. So if you're not losing weight, ask yourself, Maybe what I calculated for how many calories I should be eating, maybe that number is just too high. Maybe I used a higher activity level and so the amount of calories that I'm allowed to eat is more than what I am actually should be eating. Those of you who have done the online calculation, go back and just double check. The various levels that I explain those are for a consistent basis. It's not to do the activity one day and then, you know, you don't keep up with it for another couple of weeks. 
and then you're really going to be eating way more than you should be eating because your activity is not consistent so you want consistency so you can track and these are just an average of course you go by what your body is doing so if you've you know give it time and be patient if you find after three weeks or even a month or so and you're not making any progress then you can bring down the amount of calories little by little and see how your body responds to that so for a quick recap we spoke about we might be eating way more than we think we are and for those of us who do not want to track your food or to measure get an idea to be able to eyeball your food one thing that i suggested in the post that i did on facebook and instagram is that you take pictures of your food it's a great way to see so before you put anything into your mouth just do it for a couple days take a picture of every single thing drink or food before it touches your lips. There are different scenarios that can take place. The first one would be or could be that you're a, you're so surprised at how much more food you're eating than you thought you were. The second one is just taking a picture makes you think twice whether or not am I really hungry or am I just mindlessly eating and it may pre- may stop you from actually taking that bite or that sip so it causes you to eat less the third one is you're actually eating what you think you're eating and lastly you're eating way less than you thought you were and then we also touched on the fact that another way to have a calorie deficit is by moving more and keeping your food constant if you pretty much eaten basically the same thing day in day out and you change your activity level that should create a calorie deficit the other point we spoke about is that a lot of the online calculators ask you to choose an activity level and a lot of times we choose an activity level that's higher than what we are actually doing and therefore whatever is calculated for us is more than what we should be eating and therefore we're not in a deficit and we're not seeing any results we're not seeing any progress another thing the last thing that i mentioned is the diet tracking apps like my fitness pal try to keep those or limit those just to tracking your food because they're not great at estimating exercise so if you include your exercise with your food tracking a lot of times it overestimates the amount of calories you burn during a particular exercise by whopping 10 to 25%. So you do not want that because that can totally throw off the amount of calories you should be eating and therefore you may not be in a deficit at the end of the day and may not even realize it and that can go on for days. So use those diet trackers for just being able to track your food and then you can use like your Fitbit things like that to track your exercise your amount of steps that you are doing on a daily basis use that for your exercise so keep the two separate 
All right, I really hope that this will enlighten someone, will help someone out there, will help you to decipher exactly why you're not losing weight, help you to pinpoint where you're going wrong, whether you chose the wrong activity level, and therefore you're really not eating a deficit. And so you're not seeing progress. So thank you again for listening. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, go up and leave a review. It will really help this podcast to get out there and reach other people. You can follow me on Instagram at fitnessovercomer, one word. On YouTube, search up Lenora Terrell, as well as Facebook, search up Lenora Terrell. And lastly, I have a blog. Until next time, have a great and safe rest of the week. Take care. Bye-bye.